0: So, the big question is, how do these well-established brands, marketing geniuses, and elite entrepreneurs market their products to the marketplace while remaining extremely profitable? How do they get more results out of their marketing efforts? Well, this podcast will give you the answers. So come along my journey as I learn, apply, and share today's best marketing shortcuts by diving deep into the minds of the elites. I'm your host, Shannon this is the conversion shortcuts for e-commerce. And now let's dive into today's episode. What's up, conversion squad? Uh, we're back again. And today I got another special guest for you. Um, she helped coaches, consultants grow past the six figures uh, by working less than 10 hours per week. Uh, She's been on 100 podcast interviews in less than 90 days. She had a marketing agency running for 10 years. Uh, She is, I'll tell you more, but before you keep wondering who she is, let's welcome Christine McAllister on the Conversion Shortcuts Podcast. What's up, girl?
1: Thank you so much, Shannon, I'm happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Awesome, thanks, thanks for being on the show. Uh, prior uh, to this uh, going uh, live, we we're talking about uh, her maiden name is something about cows. <laughs> so
1: it's pretty awesome. It's pretty yes.
0: awesome uh, since we're like kind of on two different uh, continents basically. Um, so I'm very grateful for this whole opportunity of the internet and assuming and all this. Uh, but Christine, today we're on a different uh, reason. Like we have a different objective today. Um, as you all know, this show is mainly to give you guys a new perspective into the minds of real marketers, um, real uh, conversion experts that one have built a business, help other build businesses, but also will help you build your business and how you get, how you can get more uh, money impact, but also like a community behind you. Um, so, Christine, before we dive into all that juicy stuff, I know that things weren't like glowy and, 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 uh, strong shine all, uh, like it uh, seems. So let's take the audience back just where you came from, just so they can get a context if they're at that position right now. So, uh, how, how was your upbringing? I'm very curious about that.
1: Yeah. So I had, I had a great, happy childhood. I, uh, I learned very early on, as a strong female, that that was not a safe thing to be in the schools that I was in. I was encouraged by my parents to be myself, Um, but a lot of teachers found me threatening. Uh, To their sense of um, like classroom decorum or what a a girl should be, and so I learned from the age of five that it was not okay to use my voice. I was shut down by another female teacher who told me I was not the boss of the applesauce and that she didn't need my help in the classroom. And I, being also very sensitive and uh, intuitive, uh, and you know. Understanding, picking up on what other people feel, I I learned to play. I learned that to be safe um, was to keep my mouth shut, be nice, and I got chose to get positive attention by just achieving all the things. So I was like star student. Yeah, I got all the scholarships, I won the awards, I did all the things. That's how I got attention. I'm the oldest of four kids, so there was a lot going on in the house, and and so. What that taught me, those experiences in school and then um, university and graduate school, was how basically to be a really good employee. Yeah, I knew that I wanted to start my own business, but I didn't. It, that didn't feel okay. That felt really scary. That felt like I might disappoint people. I might fail. I was a perfectionist, and so because I didn't have the plan and because I didn't have the the mindset of an entrepreneur and I didn't know how in the world to get it. I just got a job after school, even though it wasn't what I wanted. And at the, the minute I got a job as a professor, my first job, I was a professor at age 23. I started also my side business, which at that time was my online marketing business. Cause I knew that's where I was headed, but yeah. I was also terrified and uh, scared to do something different because this being this way had gotten me so much, you know, happy attention over my life, even though I was hiding a lot of who I was. Mm -hmm. And that took a lot of years to begin to undo. I worked that side business for five years uh, in a job that was very toxic. That was very, I became very depressed. I found myself wishing that I would like get in a car crash so that I just, so I wouldn't have to go to work. And it was extreme. I wanted out. I felt super trapped. I didn't trust myself to make the leap until it got so bad that I basically needed to leave for my mental health and and recover and when I finally made the leap back in 2010 I replaced my take-home income in the very first month out of my job and I was like why didn't I do this sooner
0: awesome and yo I think uh, just just to to start with I think most I know most, but like, I think most people that are stuck in a nine to five mentality it's not that they don't have the skill or like they don't have the, let's say the grit to go out and, and be something else than just the norm. I think it's just like you said, I think like the the fear of, of failing, the fear of, you know what, I'm, I guess I'm used to this lifestyle or like I use, I'm just built for this thing. And whatever dream or whatever vision I have, it will just stay and will remain a dream. But I think I'm built for this lifestyle. So um, I think, one, thank you for taking that leap. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this amazing call. Uh, but what, just to go deeper into that, like, what do you think? Um, instead of, other than your mindset that it was for a very toxic uh, environment, what was the other thing that? You decide. You know what? Okay, I quit my job. I quit my. I quit my professor uh, university job. But you literally doubled, like tripled, five x your income in one month. So what was that decision that said, "You know what? I will make after quitting. This will be my new, my new self."
1: Yeah. So at that time, I was just a lone wolf. And honestly, that that leap, um, I achieved that out of desperation because at the time, my husband and I were newly married. We still had two homes. We couldn't sell the one that we've been trying to sell. We had uh, student loan debt equivalent to our entire uh, combined take-home income from our jobs. And so, I couldn't not, I had to make it work and I just had to figure it out. And I think that, that at at that point it was fear that threw me into action, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend because that's really stressful. You know, um, the, but, but that was the moment now in contrast The, apparently I need pretty dramatic things to happen to me, Shannon, in order to make changes. At least, let me say it this way, I used to. Now I'm getting more comfortable with it, right? It's just, I think I'm a kind of a slow learner, but, um, or maybe just really stubborn or maybe both. But five years ago, no, six years ago, literally at the time of this recording, six years ago tomorrow, my life got totally turned upside down. I was still running that online marketing agency, full-time, booked out, all the things. Expecting my first baby after having like infertility and I had had three early miscarriages and I was nine months pregnant And I was putting my feet up waiting to go into labor and I went to what was supposed to be one of my last doctor's appointments and without any reason or explanation my baby had no heartbeat and so after this perfect pregnancy and like okay my life's about to change i'm about to become a mother i have no idea what i'm doing but like it's inevitable right um she passed away and then i had to go to the hospital to deliver her even though i knew she had already passed away (laughs) and i didn't even know that that could happen like i wasn't aware that that was like a thing that was literally possible on this earth i didn't think i knew anyone who'd been through it and so i was like what is my life now? Now I am the girl with a dead baby. And now like, that's how people are going to know me. Cause I just come home from my baby showers, you know, and like, Oh, it's, it's that, whatever, everything's happening. And so what came out of that experience was me going, I like my life has been burned to the ground. Like the Christine before Maeve died and then was born Is doesn't exist any longer. Who do I want to make the new one? Yeah. Who do I choose to become? And that's when I realized I had been truly like holding myself back, not living like the life that I was called to. Yes, I was working for myself, but I knew there was another level for me. And that's when I decided to hire my first coach to like to help me create some meaning some positive meaning out of this and help me figure out what that zone of genius was for myself and then to to go to the next level to step out of the fear space and like create that dream business and life and that's that's how life with passion was born
0: awesome uh i think guys uh one i I just admire to be quite honest that you're kind of bounced back, bounced back from that bad experience. But at the same time, the one thing that I want to share with the audience as well is this is a perfect, I think, moment of realization that you can see when you thought everything was going so perfectly, like when you thought that everything is so uh um, you know what not nothing can go wrong. And I feel like most people also live in that complacency of world. Like, you know what mm-hmm. things are going good right now. Things are getting uh I can't give it any you know it can get wrong, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think in this case, it was a pretty uh, drastic and, and sadly news. But I think this is the part where um, I feel like most li- most li- things in life happen for you, not to you. And I think happy for that. We've seen, I've, I've seen, I've been following you for a couple of months now, mm-hmm. that uh, you kind of reborn again, like from... I feel like you kind of like reborn like twice now, like from Mm -hmm. the first stepping from your nine to five in the business and now from that bad experience to like this new Christine. And with that being said, let's go, I think, just on that part. Um, Let's get deeper into, I think most people are curious about, okay, I get her story. I get uh, what she did, how she get through it. Uh, and also, I think now's the time to show them a thing or like we can talk more about uh, building a brand because I think everybody has a story, but most people won't share that story with them, with, with, with the people, won't share their their vulnerability, like their their, their weak spot or like the, the things that happened to them. And like you, you literally spoke your heart basically out here, most, which won't, most people won't share, you know. So how or like why is it so beneficial first to build a brand when it comes to online uh, mm. online business? I think that's yeah. The best word.
1: yeah. That's a great question. I think a personal brand is so important because we buy things most of the time. In terms of smaller businesses, we buy things from people. You know, if you have a product to sell, like if you're in the e-commerce space, uh, gosh, you know, I bought my last pair of sneakers because they were a woman-owned business who makes shoes for women, not because they were the cheapest or whatever, right? And I could think of a lot of examples of, of all kinds of different products that I bought because I felt some kind of a connection to the people behind it because they had shared their story. right? And then if you're in a service-based business, people want to know who you really are so that they can self-select whether you're their person, right? So like, I'm pretty quirky and I'm pretty like crazy. And I have done work over the years to own that because when i first got into this i thought i had to be like very professional like i had to be as a professor in order to earn the respect of these students who are basically the same age as me you know and so now but now because i am doing the work on myself to own like the parts of the story parts of my story that are mm, scars and not like open gaping wounds or whatever my crap is behind the scenes that i'm working on you know it's like it's it's so powerful to be able to uh, connect with people based on who you really are. That's how you get paid to be you, right? No matter what it is that you're selling. And that's how like, it would make the job like what you do for people, building the done for you funnels. Like, How much easier is it for you? Um, if somebody is super, super clear on who they are and how they show up with their brand for you to capture that in a way that's going to attract the right people to go through the funnel and buy the thing.
0: Exactly. One hundred percent. And I think, um, especially in the space of e-commerce and now in the info product space, we have seen it more often, but I think in the e-commerce space, like, like brands are just afraid to show their face. Like they, they, they try to compete with big brands such as Apple and Nike and Adidas. But if you don't have a story or like, if you don't have that, uh, that thought leader in front of a brand, you will only like be fighting for dollars. Like, and we all know that those billion dollar budget that this giant corporation has, like, it's not even worth to go fight against that route. So yeah. that's a, perfect explanation Christine um, and let's go also um, I love I love the way you said it about um, be you be authentically you be uh, I know in um, one of the last podcasts I listen uh, from you because I really love your content um, Thank you. is all about um, scale your coaching business or scale your online business in this case it was coaching uh, business past six figures in less than 10. Hours per week. And something that I got from that was two things get aligned with your niche and get your offer aligned to serve them. So, my first question on that is if I have any online business activities, how can I craft the perfect offer to present Mm -hmm. to this niche?
1: Yeah. So, if we're talking about services, Mm -hmm. right? uh, Of any kind like, like what you do, building people funnels, like being a virtual assistant, being a coach, being a consultant, being a speaker, anything where it's like you delivering the thing it's, it's when you know your niche, you know what they need, right? And you can identify a transformation some way that you've helped yourself whether it was in a job, whether it was helping people for free, whether, you know, you've been trained to do this or whatever, you can identify how you've helped other people and or yourself before. And that means you can authentically help somebody else in the future. Right. So when I got started as a coach, for example, I hadn't made six figures, so I wasn't going to like promise people that I could potentially help them do that. Right. Right. Um, but I had quit my job yeah. and I had started my own agency, right? And so those were the things that I could help people do. I had also done a lot of like, um, as a professor, I had done a lot of uh, kind of career explorations with with uh, students. And so I was able to help my clients figure out what the heck it was that they wanted to do, right, in the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, that shifted over the past five and a half years, now it's more like I help people who are best kept secrets who already know they're good at what they do to do that in, in 10 hours a week because they are ready to talk about their message. Yeah. And I think a lot, of us, a lot of us spend too much time, like kind of what you said, um, thinking about perceived competition. But when you're super, super clear on your, like your mission, like who you're here to help, your niche, And why, why it is that you're doing this business, then it really kind of begins to render competition irrelevant because it's like, I don't care what anybody else is doing. I know what I'm up to. I my I'm doing this, whether anybody else is doing the same thing or not. I have an amazing product to sell, I have an amazing offer to sell. And like, let's go, right? And it's not my business what anybody else is doing. It's my business what I'm doing. And the more time we like compare ourselves to others, the crappier we feel, but the more time we spend like selling ourselves on why this is our work in the world and that we're here to help people and that we have an amazing thing to offer, whatever it is, then creating from that space, it's like literally different brain chemistry than if you're like, oh, what's my competitor charging? Oh, I don't know, I guess I should lower my prices. I guess I should include that too, right? Which is like yeah. so, ugh, so draining. I don't feel that way. <laughs> yes!
0: Yeah, and and yeah, I think most people, especially me in the beginning, I ain't gonna like confront or like lie or whatever, but like most, uh, in the beginning, I was, I was very- How do you say? That? I was comparing myself a lot to others and we can say it's good or bad. I think it's, it's, it's a bad thing to do, especially because everything you see online will, or is kind of, a, let's say like a highlight trail from people. So regardless right. of, of what happened in, on the background or like on behind the curtains, like you won't see the real struggles. You won't see the, the, the lonely nights, the, the cries, the breakups, like everything that could have gone wrong. But people show you the best self. And I think when you start, like Christine said, when you start focusing on, you know what, why am I making this offer? What's important for my audience? What's important for um, my business in in terms of serving these people? When When that becomes clear, it's literally irrelevant what other people are doing because you're not competing with Um, let's say, company A or B is just like you against, okay, did I get closer to the mission I'm put on this earth or am I not? Is the decision based on, you know what, am I a step forward or did I take a step backwards? So, Christine, yeah. So, Christine, um, I think let's go, I love these layers. So, let's go a bit deeper into the marketing world as well. So, we've been talking... A lot about um growth about community building about um yourself but i'm curious like what campaign have you run but it didn't go according to plan so it mm. m- felt
1: miserably. that's a great question yeah. um i earlier in my business i was following so I'll say there have been more than one, but I was following like a traditional launch model where you write all the emails and you do the thing, you know, email-based launching. And I got so, I can remember one group program in particular that I pretty much had so much pressure around the launch. I was treating it like this was going to determine the total success or failure of my business. And, and at that time, myself, because I was like completely my self-worth was wrapped up in how this launch would go. So like no pressure, right? Do you think that came across in the emails that I wrote? Of course, right? And I remember like having this big goal and being like, I'm going to enroll this many people. I don't remember what the number was, 20 maybe. And I think I got like three. And I was so angry and so devastated. And like, I couldn't even hardly look at my computer for days. And then I had this program to deliver for these people. And I was resentful, to be honest with you, because I was like, oh, this didn't work. Why didn't it work? Nah, 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 right? I did everything right. It failed. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I was so, oh gosh, that was bad. It was bad. I was not fun to be around. And, you know, it took me doing that a few times to realize hey this really isn't fun for me in this way like what if i'm not a person who launches in this way you know what if i could give myself permission to find another model within the industry that was more aligned to who i am based on like my extreme reactions right now i can go through a two-week launch of something and not feel that way but I don't, I no longer like run my business around like a launch every few times a year mm. or something. Cause I just like, it, it's not me. And yeah. so I'm grateful to see that on the other side now, but man, that was, that was rough.
0: <laughs> that was killer. I can hear, I can, <laughs> I can still feel the effects of, of that launch. <laughs> <lounge. laughs> so, so I'm, I'm curious about, okay. Uh, the email type of launch didn't, didn't go up as, as planned so if you mind or if you if you would like to share what's what's one of the launches that you do when you do them and what's the strategy for that
1: yeah of course so um back in august well let me ask you what would be more helpful would it, would it be to talk about the launch of a like a high ticket offer or the launch of a low ticket masterclass?
0: I think for the masterclass, just, cool. just be five if the audience want to know, but I think just to give you guys the context, we can go into the highest ticket stuff as well and we can go deep. But I think because we have many e-com brands and, and also like service providers as well, um, yeah. maybe we'll have to just bring Christine back just to talk about high ticket stuff. But I honor. think one, e-com brands isn't uh, doing a lot of, with any type of digital product. And, and they're missing a lot of opportunity there. Yes. So this is a great yes. way to, to show them how. And for people that's starting out in this space as well, I wouldn't recommend just start with the low ticket. But since you're here listening, let's give uh, Christine back the mic. <laughs> yes.
1: Cool. Yeah, I agree with you. It's high ticket all the way if you want to yeah. have a six-figure business. Right now, I'm in a $30,000 mastermind to help me scale my business. And, you know, I paid them uh, as much as I made in my first job. Uh, I paid them that amount of money to help me. So I figure, you know, it'd be a good idea to like listen to what they say, right? So I, (laughs) one of the things that, that I learned from them was to do a low ticket offer to help people become a buyer and move them along in the journey. Much like an info product, right? Yeah. Move them along in the journey to working with me in a high ticket way. And I had a lot of resistance to to this because I had a belief of like, the person who's going to spend $97 with me is not the person who's going to spend thousands of dollars with me. They're different people. Yeah. And so I had never done one. But one of the things I kept getting asked to teach, because again, stubborn, right? I never done one, even though they were talking about it. Uh, and one of the things I kept getting asked to teach was how I had gotten on so many podcasts without hiring an agency or a publicist or anything like that. I had developed yeah. this system over the past four and a half years and, um, my own method for it. And it had worked really well and it had made me, you know, over six figures. And, um, and so people kept asking and I was doing free trainings on it. And my mastermind was like, hello why don't you listen to your people and do a training? And I, so I did, um, after years, right. Finally got out of my own way. And I don't even know, it's sold over a hundred spots now. So the launch like, um, live and on the replay. So I did a two week launch. I just, I got excited about it was the first thing because Mm. I'm, that's for me, energy is like, I'm not going to do it if I don't want to do it. Cause that's not why I run my business, you know, but if I want to do it, like I'm all in. So I got really, even though I was scared and I was resistant, the launch looked like I uh, took testimonials that I had. Uh, I asked some folks who had said I was a really great guest. If they would say why I took my free training that I've been doing and I expanded on it and I talked about it for two weeks. You know, I wrote a bunch of posts. On Facebook, which is where I hang out the most, I um, sent just a couple emails and uh, most of the people bought, I think literally 50% of the people bought in the last 24 hours, which is something like everybody feels crappy in the middle of a two-week launch, a weekend when no one's buying, but that's the buyer cycle, right? A lot of people wait to the very last minute and it was so much fun. And it also landed me high ticket clients on the back end, and I was like, "Oh, they were right." So yes. I did it again, and so I've run it twice live, and now I'm I'm gonna now like I'm I'm sold. Like I'm gonna be doing them all of 2021.
0: Let's talk <laughs> about conversion, folks. You see it right there. So I love that. I love that as well. Um, so um, you said something very very uh, important, I believe the scarcity in the lounge. So the last, guys, just if you didn't catch that, like most people, so most of Christine's revenue in that lounge came in the last 24 hours of the lounge. And I think when one, people don't don't launch enough, I feel like, if like you don't have to launch every day, but people haven't like, don't have even like one launch under your belt. So that's the first thing. But mind you, the first launch that we've seen there, like sure I told you how that went. So go listen back <laughs> to it. But the important part is like most people kind of, um, one, pull the trigger too early and see, you know what? Did, 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 I don't, You know what? I don't see the numbers that I'm, I want to see, but it's still like, there's still time in the game. And I think what's important here is Even if it's like one minute before your due date, like a deadline, if the value is there, if you have marketed, if you are excited and you put everything and you build pressure towards it, like people will come. And I think that's what I got from this amazing. story. Yes.
1: Yes. I mean, I just, I have a client who's amazing. She teaches web designers um how to get uh, clients and she just did a masterclass for herself. And she has a tiny audience and it sold, uh, it was a one one four seven US offer and she sold over 50 spots in it. Uh, and she literally like said that, I think there are maybe even six people who bought while she was live. Ooh. Like, you know, she's going yeah. on to deliver. For her, it was over a third of people, 35% of people bought in the last 24 hours, including some who you know it was already going like yeah. doors closed right in her mind and people are still coming on so it's like if one person buys in that two-week launch cycle i think it's also like making up your mind that you're gonna do the thing yeah i see it all the way through and not to judge your launch in the middle of the launch. Just like, I'm doing this, this is the day I'm gonna do it. I know that most people buy at the last minute and it's fine, right? So it's a lot of like managing yourself through that process too. No,
0: I know. So Christine, before we we close and and end this thing off for today, uh, I do have like one last question for you, but where can people find you?
1: Yes, so I hang out in my Facebook group Organic Online Growth and Sales Secrets oh, for Entrepreneurs. Yes. <laughs> so come find me over there.
0: Awesome. So this is, a, I think, the best question. I felt like I, I've, I've asked it like for myself the last time. I was like, yo, where did you come up with this question? So I want to ask it uh, to you as well. So let's say uh, you have to go back, all the way back to your own self or like to somebody new. But... It isn't like your typical question about what would you, what would you tell yourself to do. It will be more of, you have to create a guide, with your best conversion shortcuts, to your younger self or to a new uh, person. What would that guide be? What would be your three points?
1: It's a great question, and it's hard to ask me a question I've never been asked before, (laughs) and you did, so thank you. three things you said
0: yeah what would be your three top three uh, conversion shortcuts uh, tips in your guide that you would deliver to your younger self or to somebody that's new to the game
1: okay number one is get in flow you yeah. gotta manage your head you gotta manage your energy if you don't have that right i have this saying that when the mindset is strong the strategy is simple like so you if i come at it like in excitement and open and in flow then like forget about it right it's going to be fun i'm going to be detached from needing people to do anything to make me okay and it's going to be easy to create the content it's going to be easy to show up for it so that's thing one thing two is to um take daily action so We don't get confident by waiting around to feel confident. I was not a cool, confident girl that all the guys were like, yeah, you. And, you know, those girls in high school, it's like, what does she have that I don't? She's not even the prettiest girl in the class. She's confident, right? I was not that person. Uh, I was a nerd, right? I was a good girl. And so I thought that was something you were born with or not, but it's not it's developed from taking action. So it's like a muscle, right? So I'm super sore. Cause I did a really hard workout last night. I'm like, that's good because you know, like I'm going to get some muscles and it's the same thing with confidence. You've got to take daily action and pair that with the energy. And that's going to, that's going to convert, right? And that's going to convert because people need to hear it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So daily action and then my third thing is to continually sell myself on the thing that I'm selling. Oh, so w- when I'm sold on it, people feel that. It's reflected in the way that I talk about it in my content. It's reflected in the way that I deliver whatever I was selling. And it's, it's that level of like people would be – ridiculous not to buy this thing because it is that good right Mm. and that also i would say like as a part b to that that also applies to how what i call the perfect pricing method which is how to pick a a price for your for your thing what is the no-brainer price in your head that whether it's five dollars or five thousand doesn't matter that your brain will let you sell with complete confidence today, Hmm. right? That is selling yourself on the thing and then being able to to lead with conviction from that place so that you're not putting your self-worth or your business on anybody else, but you do the work first to sell yourself on why this is great. And then you invite other people to the party.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. And guys, I think she she just should like write at those uh, three points in a guide and sell it. (laughs) So,
1: Making me an info product, Shannon. Let's do this.
0: (laughs) Let's go. So, Christine, thank you once again. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being one. So vulnerable, like so real, so raw, but also like full valuable with such an insight on not only from the business perspective, but also for from the mind of the typical employee and, and they the ones that want to escape the drought. Uh, thanks for being on the Conversion Shortcut Podcast. And guys, see you on the next one. Bye-bye.